a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in theory. An anomaly, properties undiscernible. This week on The Million Dollar Plan, it's the answering the wake-up call edition of the show. If you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to our palatial show. I don't know how those two words go together. I'm Pete the Planner. We talk money and financial behavior and how to improve your financial life. Very simply, we want to make tomorrow easier. We want to make tomorrow easier and not harder, which brings us to the point of today's show, answering the wake-up call. Let's got a story for you before we get going. Well, it's actually about the show. Okay. Uh, so it turns out, if you look at me, if you've ever seen a picture of me or if you've even heard me, I'm not the healthiest individual in the world. Now, here's the thing. I'm not I'm relatively healthy. Nothing's really wrong with me, right? So much so that at the age of almost 40, I just don't go to the doctor. I just don't go. It's dumb, right? I mean, you got to know. But here's what I do know. I don't eat that healthy, right? Eat a lot of burgers and stuff. Uh, I don't exercise that much. And uh, my clothes are fitting a little tighter than they used to, right? So either all of the threads in all of my pieces of clothing and my entire wardrobe are conspiring to gaslight me or I've gained so much weight that my clothes don't fit very well. So I know this, this has happened over a period of time. Um, I know reality. I know that probably what's going on inside of my skin, inside the body here, the vessel, probably not a lot of good stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, if you looked inside, you'd be like, that's pretty gross what's happening there. But I ignore it, right? Because Nothing too bad's happening. So a couple weeks ago, I decide, you know what? I'm going to be an adult here. I'm getting canceled again on our insurance, not because of health, but because of the health catastrophe that is our country and healthcare in our country. So yet again, for the third year in a row, we're getting canceled and we have to find another healthcare plan, not the point of this show. So I thought, you know what? I might as well use the plan we have while we have it and get my one wellness visit in for the year, which is free. Right, you get a wellness visit uh, with your plan. So uh, I was like, all right, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go uh, to the doctor. I haven't been in several years. I go to the doctor, start talking to the doctor. He's like, how are things going? I'm telling him about my habits. And he's sort of like, eh. And he's like, well, let's just see what the blood work does. So I got my blood work done. Uh, I already know reality. I eat like junk uh, and I don't exercise. So I already know my reality. So I'm sitting in my Toronto hotel room this week when I received the following voicemail from my doctor's office. I'm going to play it for you now. Okay. I'm going to play it for you now. Hi, Peter. This is facing me. Just had a very mild, um, that's it. That's it. I'm going to play it again. This. Okay. So I was a little nervous about what's going to be on my blood test. I'm in Toronto, Canada. Like I, I don't even speak Canadian. I'm up there feeling just a natural level of anxiety. And by the way, I'm about hours away from a buffet of poutine and Tim Hortons donuts. And I get the following voicemail. Hi, Peter. This is. We just had a very mild, um, That's it. She got so flustered. She said, I have a mild 
um, and then hung up. So I didn't know what to do. So I'm calling frantically, trying to get, and the person won't call me back. I finally log on to there's some health portal, and I start looking at my blood results. So here's the deal. I already know I don't eat healthy, but I, apparently that's not good enough for me. I already know I don't exercise, but apparently uh, that's not good enough for me. Guess what's good enough for me now? Seeing my actual blood results. Within 20 minutes of seeing my blood results, I was running two and a half miles on a treadmill in a Holiday Inn Express in Toronto, Canada. Isn't it like Toronto, Ontario, Canada? No one knows. By the way, Canadians, very nice people. Also, by the way, they don't find me amusing. Presented twice in Toronto. Not as much laughter as normal. May not share the same sensibilities and humor. Anywho, here's the problem. Here's what I got going on. And you know I've had cry for help on this show before. You know I have. The Kelsey Taylor episode where she and I made a bet that I would improve my financial health uh, because I kind of had a, I was on a whim and this idea that, oh, I'm not doing well. Well, it's on now. Here's the thing. I got slightly high cholesterol, but not so much that I would need to go on a statin. Nicole, can you get on the, the, the mic here for a second? Uh, Nicole, you know yeah. you know how I eat, and you know that I don't exercise. Yeah. Do you know, for, do you know what a statin is, by no, the way? I have no idea. Okay, so you're 20-something, right? Yes. Young, 23, whatever. Uh, you shouldn't know what a statin is. Basically, it's this medication that if you have high cholesterol, helps reduce your cholesterol. It's a heart drug. But then you're, once you're on it, you're on it. You can't go off of it, apparently. So it's like a thing. Like, I'm not a medicine guy. I don't like medicine. I don't take medicine. Right? But if I were to start taking statins, then you're on. It's like, well, that's what you do now for the rest of your life. So how do you feel about, do you feel about that? I, I w don't want to do it. Like, here's the thing. It would help me, but I don't want to do it. Another thing. So, you know, we talked about my heartburn on this show a lot recently. <laughs> yes, we have. I'm talking to my doctor about this, and he's he was like, well, I could give you something for it, like Prilosec or whatever. He goes, here's the deal, though. That will just keep you eating like you shouldn't eat because it's going to mask the food you shouldn't eat. So, so stop eating junk. Like, uh. improve your gut, basically, and you're fine. Right? He said that there is a, an increase in obesity uh, linked to, in our country, linked to the popularity of uh, heart or acid reflux uh, disease, uh, medication. What? Yeah. Pete. I know. So, Nicole, I'm saying to you and I'm saying to our listener, <laughs> I'm saying, dude, it's on, man. It is. I, I'm going to change. And I'm, by the way, I'm tying this back to, to money. Don't worry. Don't you worry. Oh, you're going to get yours, too. I'm yelling at myself right now, but I'm going to get you here in a second. So here's where we're at. Um, I knew I wasn't well. I ignored it. I've got high cholesterol. Not so much that I need to take a statin, but close. And I've got a couple weird liver numbers based on being overweight, right? I'm, I, don't, I don't need emails going, oh, you're not overweight. That's the last thing I know. If you're going to send me an email, send me uh, an email. Hey, fatso, that's what I need. I don't need you going, oh, it's not that bad. Yes, it is. So here's what I'm doing. I, uh, I, I've committed to change. Okay, so I, I've committed to... 30 days, uh, 30 days, 30 days of change, but I'm fine. No, 30 minutes of exercise, five days a week, right? I don't, I don't want to go on medication. I don't want to die early because I'm unhealthy. Um, I love my family. I want to hang out with them most of the time. Um, I'm also going to cut out some of this junk that I eat. And that, that's hard for me. I'm a stress eater. 
And again, we're going to get to your money here in a second. Don't you worry. I'm a stress eater. When I was in Toronto and bombed in front of, <laughs> when two Canadian on- audiences found me only mildly uh, amusing, I went to the airport and I thought, man, I want to slam a burger deep into this hole right here. The one I'm pointing to. It's my mouth. If you're not watching pizzaplanner.tv, because <laughs> I don't want to leave you which hole. Uh, right? I'm a stress eater. So I'm going to have to change. And, and and finally, the only reason I'm doing it is because my blood tests scared the bejesus out of me. And now to you. You may walk around this world right now knowing that your financial life is not where it needs to be. You know it. You know it. You don't need to go do an online calculator. You don't need for a financial planner to show you how uh, weak your retirement outlook looks. You know it. You know it in your heart of hearts. I know it in my heart of fat hearts, right? You have to make a change now. If you wait until it's too late, it's too late. You can't do anything about it. And here's, here's the link between health and money. You can't waste time. If I let my cholesterol go further than I wanted to go, then I'm on a statin the rest of my life. Again, if you're on a statin and you're like, there's nothing wrong with it, fine. That's great for you. I don't want to take medicine. Okay. I just don't. I want to eat healthier food. I, I, I'm going to lose weight. I want my clothes to fit fine. I mean, how much longer am I just going to keep buying a little bit bigger shirts? How much longer am I going to rock the uh, Tommy Bahama uh, untucked short sleeve button down dad shirt look. I'm not okay. No offense, t- uh, Tom Bahama, Mr. Bahama. So how much longer are you going to ignore the warning signs of what's going on in your financial life? When we come back after the break, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to tell you what the warning signs are. And if you're experiencing these things, we're going to have to take a look at your blood work. So that's what we're doing. It's the uh, answering the wake-up call edition of the Million Dollar Plan today. I'm a fatso. I need to lose about 20 at least. And uh, I want my numbers to go down because I'm not even trying to... uh, I'm not even trying to die early, right? I might die early, but it's not going to be because of cholesterol or uh, liver numbers or anything like that. So if you watch the show before, you might probably think my liver numbers are because we do a lot of drinking episodes on the show. Let's... It's a fair argument. It's a fair argument. Uh, Anyway... Back after the break, signs that you aren't financially well and what to do about it. That's all next on The Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Stop what you're doing. Log on. And hit Pete up on Twitter at Pete the Planner. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion is strong against any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflaged by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the Back on the million dollar plan, the answering the wake up call edition. If you missed this in the first segment, here's what you missed. I got blood tests back because I went to the doctor finally. I know I'm not in great shape. But finally decided to see what the doctor thought, and I got this voicemail from my doctor's office. Hi, Peter. This is We just had a very mild... Um... Yeah, so sitting in Canada, I get that voicemail in which I have a mild... Um, 
She got flustered and hung up. So and then I couldn't get a hold of them for hours and hours. I didn't know what I had. I have a mild case of I have high cholesterol and some liver function numbers that aren't great. Anyway, what are the signs in your financial life that things aren't going right? Like I'm going to give you some symptoms. And if you're like, oh yeah, we got that dude, not healthy. Let's get on it now. So here, here's some signs that things aren't going well for you. Number one. Yeah. You're not going to want to hear this one. If you don't have at least one month's worth of expenses saved specifically for emergencies, you aren't well, man. You just aren't well. You're walking around lying to yourself. Now, here's what a lot of people do. They got some money. Well, what's the money for? Uh, just in case. In case what? Uh, we want to go on vacation for Christmas, down payment on home. It's our retirement money. If you don't have one month saved for expenses, one month's expenses, uh, one month's expenses saved for emergencies, I can talk too. Uh, you're in trouble. Life happens. Like imagine this. Here's what people do. They'll have an emergency fund or some semblance of a, a pot of money, and then they'll just use it for stuff that's not emergencies, and then it puts them in a weaker, less stable position. Imagine if, okay, so you got a spare tire in your car, I would assume. Imagine if on a whim one day you take the spare tire out of the car and just do something fun with it. And then don't put it back in the trunk. And then you're driving down the road and you get a flat tire. And then boom, what are you going to do? Right, you're going to call AAA. But what are you going to do? Because you've used the tire for a tire swing or to make uh, rubber pellets for your backyard real life football field. I don't know. Here's what you can't do. You can't commingle your emergency fund with savings for whatever. I see it too often. If that's you right now, if you're like, oh, we use that for this or that, not for emergencies, but on a whim, you're doing it wrong and you're not healthy financially. Quit lying to yourself. And if you're, if you're listening to this now and you're going, but, uh, but I stop it. You sound like me looking in the mirror, looking at my chins. You sound like me in the morning, putting on one of my favorite suits. And again, convincing myself that all the threads within the suits got together at a meeting and were like, let's trick Pete and constrict. They're the same, uh, uh, elasticity. I just got bigger. Quit lying to yourself. If you don't have one month's expenses right now saved, uh, for emergencies and emergencies alone, you're not healthy. And, and you can't go along. It's like, well, business as usual, that'll fix itself. No, it won't. You're going to have to make a change more on that later. Here's another sign that things are not going well. Uh, if you're only hitting the 401k match or you're putting in less than 10% a year, I'm, I'm just being honest. This is not fun to hear. I'm going to get email on this. I, I'm going to have friends listen to this who feel differently about me, but I'm just being honest. This is the tough love edition. You will never retire, especially if you're above the age of 30. If you're above the age of 30 and you are not putting a total between your employer and what you do yourself, a total of 10%, probably really 12 to 14 if we're just being honest, 12 to 14% of your total compensation towards retirement plan, you will not retire successfully. Full stop. And you know how much I hate when people say, full stop. You just won't. Why are you lying to yourself? Like we, I did, I did in my twenties. I remember I saved for retirement, but not enough. 
Not enough, and I would be like, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it later. It's like me. I'll get, I'll get physically fit later. I won't put this stake in my face later. And then I just kept doing it. And now I'm getting to a point where I get odd voicemails uh, when I'm in Canada from ladies back in the U.S. that hang up after they say a mild, um, that's what's happened. I don't want that to happen to you. Sign number three, that things are not going well financially for you and you just are masking it. Because here's the, here's the thing. It's about tolerance. You are tolerating more garbage in your life. The longer you tolerate something that is inadequate, the more tolerant you're going to become of that inadequacy, right? The longer my wife is with me in our marriage, the more she's going to be tolerant of what a gooey mess I am because I like to eat foods. The reality is she's been the most supportive person all along. Sure, she says passive aggressive things like, I made time for you to work out if you want to. But she's a lovely person. Sign number three, if you, have a, if you have credit card debt and aren't aggressively trying to eliminate it, you're not well. Who are you lying to? Uh, we just got, how, do you have any credit card debt? Oh, we have about 2,500. What, what are you doing? Uh, and you know, we're just, you're lying to yourself. You're not healthy. I mean, I, at some point in time, and we're going to talk about the steps of how to improve this. This is going to start to feel like a 12-step program, which I don't know a whole lot about 12-step programs other than to say, isn't the first step to admit it? Nicole, anything about the old 12-step uh, Alcoholic Anonymous thing? You you know, know I, I wish I knew more, but I know that the first step is admitting you have a problem, so at least we're there. Can you, uh, as we're going through here, maybe for the third segment, can you look up the 12-step process? Yeah, yes. And then we'll go through it. Sounds good. Thanks, lady. All right, listen. You got to admit you have a problem. And if you have a credit, if you have credit card debt and it doesn't bother you, not like, oh, I wish I didn't have it, but like, I'm going to get out of it. I'm going to spend less. I'm going to withhold uh, my urges to go out to eat, to go shopping on amazon.com, to go to the mall so I can get out of this debt, which is choking me. Then what are we doing here? here the, the tough part is this. It's all relative as to how much of your own BS you want to put up with, Right. You become tolerant of inadequacies. Um, I, I think about, I've met people that have $3,000 in credit card debt and they become comfortable with that. But over time, guess what happens? That person that's tolerant of $3,000 worth of inadequacy can easily turn into the person that's got $30,000 of inadequacy of a credit card debt and they'll put up with that too. Now, here's the thing. I'm not suggesting that life doesn't happen and create these debts. We had a lady on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember her fake name we gave her. But, you know, life punched her in the face, her and her husband both. They were struggling. And the reason they had credit card debt uh, was because life happened, not because they were making a bunch of poor decisions. That, 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 that is to still say, though, even though life is what created the credit card debt, it, not that it was poor behavior, but it was life, that doesn't mean you shouldn't aggressively try to get out of it because that in the moment is what is unhealthy is the debt itself. And by the way, it is worth noting also what those people did not have to protect them from that is an emergency fund. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had the debt in the first place. If you overdraft, here's another sign that you are not as healthy as you think financially. If you overdraft, you ever have overdraft on your account, and if you say things, oh, I have overdraft, overdraft protection, so it's okay. You're lying to yourself. It is not okay. And, and if this is making you feel bad and you're like, oh, I, I want to stop listening to this, don't stop listening to this. This is your wake-up call. 
You have to do something about it. An overdraft uh, or overdraft protection, whatever, any moment in which you overdraw from your account. I mean, that is a crystal clear sign. I wrote in a blog post probably five years ago. I was behind a lady at Starbucks. And now you're thinking, well, you shouldn't go to Starbucks. I was behind a lady at Starbucks and her card declined at Starbucks. And she just pulled out another card and, and, and got her Starbucks and left. And I just wondered all day that day whether or not she realized what she was experiencing was a wake-up call. If she was going to answer it. If you overdraft buying a coffee, that's a sign of a bigger issue. It's a sign of a bigger issue. I wonder if she swept it under the rug like I've swept my health concerns on the rug. And, and the final sign that you're struggling financially and it's time to wake up is if your tax refund or end of year bonus, if you happen to get one, swoops in and rescues you every single year, wake up. Wake up. Your behavior is, is training to that moment. You are doing things that aren't great every single year so that a big chunk of money can come in and swing in and rescue you. And if that is you, wake up. Wake, things are not going well. At least admit it. Um, I don't. This is like half intervention for you, half intervention for me today. But the reality is uh, I am going to be paying the price of ignoring my financial or my health, not my financial health, my financial health, it's fine, uh, of, uh, of ignoring my health health. And what I don't want you to do is to pay the price for ignoring your financial health. Here's what we're going to do after the break. Uh, it's not too late to choose the right path. You either change now or you change later when it's much harder to change. And for some reason, we're going to go through the 12-step program. Why not? I feel like I needed this intervention. Nicole's going to help me with that. We're going to do all that next on The Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. back on the million dollar plan this is the are you answering the wake-up call of your financial life uh, edition of the show i recently got some blood tests they weren't terrible but they weren't good either i don't want to go on medication the rest of my life so i gotta lose some weight and keep it off i've lost weight before here's the weird thing i'm probably as heavy as i've ever been but i don't look nearly as bad as i used to when i was heavier before my body's just old now so we're nicole and i were talking beforehand <clears throat> sort of turns into like the 12-step program. Like the first step in admitting that you need to change and what I've admitted I need to change with my health and maybe what you need to change uh, your financial habits is admitting there's a problem. So I asked her to pull up the old 12 steps, the old 12-step program. So Nicole, let's go through these now. Uh, what's step one? What, what do we got as step one there? We admitted we, are, we were powerless over money, food, that our lives have become unmanageable. 
Okay, so so we have to acknowledge, according to the 12-step program, which, by the way, Nicole, I don't know if you've ever looked at that. People, like, either love the 12-step program or they think it's yeah. un- or they think it's terrible. Yeah, they, there's no median. No, it's yeah, no one's like... All about it or they're like, get this as far away from me. All right, so I don't really particularly care either way, but we're just going we're gonna, to we're gonna see if this applies to what is going on with my health and maybe what's going on with your financial life. So the first one, we admit we are powerless over money or food, whatever it is for you. Uh, and that our lives had become unmanageable. Now, I wouldn't say my, my well, you know what? Here, if I'm trying to justify it, Nicole, then I'm, at that point in time, I'm not acknowledging it, am I? Well, but I feel like this could go both ways, though, because you're acknowledging it, but at the same time, you, you also have to have a realistic approach that with money and food, it's not always cutting everything out. It's taking a more realistic approach to how you go about things. But I guess we're admitting we have a problem. I yes. feel like that's step number one. That right? is step number one. Number two, come to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Seems a little religious, no? Yeah, just a little. You know, a sprinkle. I mean, the, the power, the P in power was <laughs> capitalized. capitalized. <laughs> Here's where we're going to go with this. I mean, I, I, I'm a religious person to some degree, but I'll, I'll say this. When it comes to your health and your money, dude, you got to get on the horse yourself. Like, I don't know. Does that one apply? Let's move on. Number three, uh, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of a higher power. I, again, I don't know. Does that apply to money? Is this getting weird now? What's happening? I feel like it could take a, a strange turn if we let it. Number one seems good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think. Oh. It, but here's the thing. I've met people that turn over their financial health or their health health to the Lord. And the Lord's like, hey, I sent you a brain to do this yourself. And they never do anything. I'm not saying what the Lord said, by the way, Nicole. But I, I've seen that. It's like the old joke. It's like someone's on a roof stranded in a flood. You know, that's always fun to joke about flooding. And this lady ends up dying or whatever and she goes to heaven and God's like, uh, and she's like, why didn't you help me? God, he's like, I did. I turned, I sent several rescue crews and you kept telling them that I was going to help you. You turned them away. I butchered the joke. Okay. Um, number four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory. This is falling apart, Nicole. Yeah. Now I understand where the criticism of the 12-step program. <laughs> we get it. No offense, anybody. Uh, so here's the thing. Just admit you have a problem. Let's go to my 12 steps. <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we need to start by acknowledging the truth, which we've done. And then we read a few of the steps of the 12-step program, which went off the rails for my point. Number two, what habits will you have to change that you can't, uh, th- that'll fix what's broken? Okay, so for me, with food, dude, I, I can't. Moderation doesn't work for me. I'm not a Nicole. Are you a moderation gal? Can you get down with moderation, or do you have to like cut it out? Yeah. No. I mean, when I went into college, yeah, I went from dancing 35 hours a week to walking to and from class. Okay. So, but I still continued to eat like that. Sure. Then I came to yes, I go for a couple mile run. Yes, I eat salads for lunch, but I did fill up a pizza reward card oh. within three days. So, you know, yeah. That was recently. That was, yeah, that was last weekend. I actually appreciate that. I can't do that anymore. Okay. So we have to make sure that we're, we're, we're uh, creating habits that will fix what's broken for you financially. I mean, I always hate that. I always hate telling people, take your lunch to work, but maybe that's what that means for you. I think it's a lame tip. But it, it, there has to be some manifestation of your willingness to change, okay? Uh, number three, 
chunk it down to daily activities. Why are Fitbits so popular, right? It's because I can see how many steps I did and how much uh, exercise I did and how many calories I burned. Financially, it's not terribly different. Um, what I recommend though, if you have a problem spending area like the grocery store or the mall, break it down to the number of times you go to those places over the course of a month and then break it down to how many times or how much you spend each time you go. For instance, let's say you spend uh, $600 a month at the grocery store. Don't freak out, not the point. Let's say 400, will you settle down if I say 400? $400 a month at the grocery store. That means if you go once a week, then typically you're spending $100 a week at the grocery store. So the way you would change that habit is that you would focus in on spending $90 the next time you go to the grocery store. Right, so often when we say, hey, I'm spending too much at the grocery store, I need to spend less, and then we're overwhelmed by what that means, chunk it down, take it down to one week, and instead of spending 100, you're trying to spend 92 or 90. And then it will require tough choices when you're there. That's, that's how many sort of little fingers this thing gets. It's that not only do you have to chunk it down to weekly habits, but then once you're at the store, let's say you're buying 25 items, you're making choices on each one of those items. Are we gonna get this sort of pasta or this sort of pasta because it's 63 cents cheaper? And by the way, uh, if you evaluate that 63 cents against you know, the rest of your financial life, oh, our household income's $115,000, I don't think it really matters if I spend 63 cents more on this pasta versus this pasta, you're wrong. And that's what got you to this point of, of instability, right? We're going to talk about this coming up soon. It's a concept I've been working on recently. Um, I, I think anytime anyone is faced with any sort of economic opportunity, and when I say that is sort of extra money, right? Extra paycheck, uh, someone from your past owed you $100 and they give it to you. Anytime you're faced with, with, with new money in, into your life that you don't expect or that is uh, not ordinary, there's a scale that I think people are on. There's the, uh, the propensity to want to go get stuff or uh, more interest in creating stability. So I call it the stuff stability spectrum, right? Where are you on that? When extra money comes into your life, are you more interested in using that extra money to get more stuff or better stuff? Or are you more interested in creating stability? And I, what I'll just say, I think it comes with maturity a lot of times, not even age just maturity and acknowledging that our earnings are finite over time. Let me tell you my last tip for making some of these big changes. And it's one that it's a, I've employed this entire show today. Tell someone about it. <laughs> tell someone about your shortcomings and don't complain about it. Hopefully you don't see what I've done today as a complaint about my health. It's not, it's an acknowledgement. Step one's the only one I'm going to get down with Nicole. I mean, I mean the other ones, they're I think that's fair. For they, they, they feel like the only ones that apply here. I'm going to catch some flack over this, aren't I? It's, yeah. It's going to be okay. All right. I'm not complaining about my health. Um, I'm mad at myself. Plain and simple. I'm mad because I ignored warning signs about my health. And fortunately, it's not too late. No, I, I mean, yeah. I, I Frankly, I'm, I'm sure there is some permanent damage. Why beat around the bush? I was about to go, eh, there might not even be any permanent. There probably is. That's the whole point. I, I had a friend, I think we talked about this on the show months ago, and his doctor, same same situation, right? Same situation. How did I not learn from his mistake? And his doctor said, hey, man, um, 
what's done is done. My only job as your doctor is to prevent you from losing even more years off your life. Nicole, how about that? That's, uh, that's ominous. Right? Yeah. If my doctor had said that, I would have, I mean, I, I'm not at a high risk of a heart attack, but I mean, I, I might have dropped down there. That's like one of those, he's like, I'm going to mic drop real quick. It was a total mic drop. Oh, <sighs> no, don't feel sorry for me. There is no one to feel sorry for me in these offices. You tell your coworkers. <laughs> you tell <laughs> like I just bossed you around. <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay, back to the show. If you are struggling with your finances, admit it. Look in the mirror. Tell yourself. Tell someone so they'll hold you accountable. And don't let them go, oh, that's okay. No, it's not. It's not okay. Oh, you can, you can just have one giant cinnamon roll the size of your face. No, you can't. That, that don't enable other people's bad financial or health decisions and don't enable your own and don't let other people enable you. Tell someone and say, look, I don't want this to turn into one of those things until it's, it, it, so it's too late and I can't do anything about it. So I need accountability now. If that person needs to be me for you, I'm here. Let's do it. So hit me on Twitter, at Pete the Planner. E- email us, askpete at petetheplanner.com. Nicole, we had a lady just this week reach out. It was yesterday, wasn't yeah, it? It was yesterday that she reached out and we've gotten in contact with her and just sent her some resources. We, I mean, this sounds really salesy. We, we don't have anything to sell you. Like, no. I, 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 we don't. We don't. You know who always says that, Nicole? Who? People who want to sell you stuff. <laughs> you know? All right. So I, we're not trying to sell you anything. Just like reach out. We'll be your accountability. Like I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. So, yeah. mm-hmm. all right, Nicole. So don't let me off the hook. No. If I order pizza for the office, you have to say no fatso and slap me. I'll change our orders to grilled Caesar salad. Oh my God. Get that shit so obnoxious. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Nicole, for your participation today. Happy to be here. Nicole's gathering a lot of fans out there in PTP world. Don't go searching out pictures. We got people like, what's she look like? It's like, don't be creepy. Settle down. Actually, that's not creepy. Well, it depends on who's asking, isn't it? It really depends. I think that's when it takes a weird turn. It it does a little bit. All right, that's it for this week's show. If you need... Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. We're not even done. I tried to end the show. We're going to come back or do a biggest waste of money of the week. Oh, man. And maybe we'll listen to the voicemail one more time. Uh, This is The Million Dollar Plan. I'm Pete the Planner. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted by myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. Enemies shall inherit the earth, and I want to inherit something, something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes. So work is what I got to do. Stay true to my enemy and water the trees that I sing from and look out for the lumberjacks. Running with the gale force wind at my back. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Swift and enduring, I remain calm. Wrapping up on the million dollar plan. Biggest waste of money of the week this week. Uh, Not the show. I'm about to do the biggest waste of money. Uh, If you missed the show, uh, for some reason, if you caught it late on radio, uh, 
Go find it. This is the wake up call edition. It got real. Voicemail from my doctor. We got into the 12 step program, which went off the rails really quickly. Find it at PeteThePlanner.com or subscribe on iTunes to our podcast, Million Dollar Plan. Nicole, we're, we're approaching our 200th episode of the podcast. Now, I've been doing radio for eight years, but we're uh, uh, preaching, uh, approaching 200 episodes. we got to do something special. We do. We're at like 191 this week, I think. Oh, my gosh. So we'll try to remember. Can you try to remember that? Because I'm not going to remember it. Yeah, I'll write it down. I'll look at when that. This week's biggest waste of money of the week is... The Yeasty Boys Inari Biru Rice Beer. Based in New Zealand, Yeasty Boys brewed this beer in the UK using high-grade Japanese Kushihikari rice. Man, that was a good pronunciation, wasn't it? It Holy was. Holy cow. Despite those tangled logistics, Inari Biru is a well-balanced extra-golden pale ale that finishes clean and dry. Unsurprisingly, it pairs well with Japanese cuisine it comes in simple, appealing 12-ounce cans. It's $3. Now, you're thinking, $3, that sounds great. In fact, it does sound delicious. Here's my problem. You're going to rip off the Beastie Boys by calling yourself the Yeasty Boys? The Beastie Boys are one of the stingiest groups ever in music history when it comes to licensing their material. They will sue you. And as they should, because that is their right to do it. And maybe these people are paying homage to the Beastie Boys by naming them the Yeasty Boys. But I'm telling you, that's not cool. Because the Beastie Boys are eventually, when they hear about this, going to put you out of business because they're one of the greatest groups of all time. Nicole, do you have any working knowledge of the Beastie Boys whatsoever? I know who they are. Oh, my gosh. Man, this is... Millennials. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. All right, so you've got a prescription, and the prescription is the whole Paul's Boutique album. Can you listen to that, please? Yes. Your man friend loves the Beastie Boys. Does he really? Yes. Since when? Since I introduced him to him like 15 years ago. You know that he's going to introduce Ted to your to the oh music. Oh my gosh, it's a wicked cycle. Music. All right. It's coming. Oh boy, that's it for this week's show. Email me, dude. If you if you if you need to admit to someone you're struggling, just email me. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com. It's the first step in the five-step program. That's it. Bye. Uh, send you good vibes because uh, all that we have are good vibes. I don't know. Goodbye. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money like then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. Release from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh, salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, Salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound to travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm. 
took me home Filled by the ink and the megabytes And the hypertext transfer protocol Stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator I push faders into warp speed Glide with ease, creating a breeze They call a black hole, event horizon No rear view concerns This I adjourn, in beats I burn This I adjourn, in beats I burn Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?